face the event. From brand ambassadors and event staffers to magicians and presenters, it's the one and only podcast to introduce the faces in and around the trade show and events industry. And here's our host, Scott Tokar. Um, I don't think that I've ever been scared per se, but they, they were things about vampires or things about undead. Oh my gosh. Don't don't no more the voodoo stuff. No more voodoo. And she scared me. <laughs> we had somebody in the audience get up and run screaming. They shut down the whole area, and by the time we came in the next day, it was literally a pile of ashes with yellow tape around it in the middle of the show floor. And he fainted and, like, dropped in front of everyone. Directly forward, and then all of a sudden they see something pop out, and they just get spooked or surprised or extremely confused. Neither of them spoke a word of English. I didn't realize this when I laid them on the table. So I'm glad. And one of the scariest things were, like... The people that are like cat people. Thirteen yeah. stitches uh, to sew it back together. And it was like, woo, 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 and people started getting scared. And I got freaked out, and we didn't have an evacuation plan. And every single person in the bar is getting up and walking out the door. Hello, and welcome to Face the Event. My name is Scott Tokar, and this is our Halloween special. Normally on Face the Event, I'm the one that brings you a question where a bunch of people answer a question about ear prompters, or how to scan badges, or how to get more work. And then we follow it up with an interview and a facepalm. But today, we have a very special Halloween show. Today, we're going to share the scariest, most horrific, most surprising stories from the folks you've listened to in the past 13 or more episodes. Let's get in it with Face the Event. To me, in terms of scary events, uh, I've worked some for you know specific shows or, or networks that just involved like literal like terror. They, they were things about vampires or things about undead or, or things like that. So some of the extent that the, the sets and the props went through to create an experience were like really authentic, but really like, oh, oh, okay. And, and then like after, you're, after you've done it for like two days, you're desensitized and people are freaking out and you're kind of like, meh. And then you're like, oh, maybe I shouldn't reincorporate myself back into the to regular society until these things are again scary to me. Uh, you know, it's kind of like you binge w Walking Dead and you're like, oh, that person got an axe to the head. Mm, whatever. Um, in terms of like scary, like uh, practically scary, it's events where just nothing is thought out, like being under the beating sun and there's like, well, you're not allowed to wear a hat. You're not allowed to drink water or have a water bottle within 600 feet of you. You're not. We're not giving you any breaks. Like, I think if you put those circumstances up against any of the Saw movies, those circumstances are going to win out every time. Thank you to Philip Victor. And now, here's a story about the Game of Thrones and Khaleesi with Shannon Dade. 
Something that's scary or scared me on a trade show floor. Yes, we actually did a Game of Thrones theme, and our um, our our in our booth, and the young lady was Khaleesi. She was dressed as Khaleesi, and she was the bad. If anybody doesn't know Game of Thrones, she was like the ending Khaleesi attitude, and she was scary. And she was an actress, but she was also a crowd gatherer. But she was a good actress. And she was a good bad Khaleesi, and she scared me. <laughs> Our next story is very alarming. Please welcome Christina Frick. Yes, once I was working in an event, and the it was a big, 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 big event, and the fire alarm went off, and it was like woo woo woo, and people started getting scared, and I got freaked out, and we didn't have an evacuation plan. So I was almost in tears. I started a new medication, which I'm off of it now, but it was supposed to make me like sensitive to lights. And I was like, I was in tears. I was super emotional, but it was horrible. So scary. Luckily there was no fire and everything was fine, but it was just terrifying. Blood and stitches. Here is Larry Wyatt. <laughs> okay, a scary moment or a horror moment doing trade shows. Uh, yes, I have one. It actually happened before the show opened. And this was, oh, this is a, a, a really uh, bad story to tell on myself because it was my own damn fault, right? So we are preparing for the show. We're going through rehearsing the show the day before. The booth is still getting set up. It was a situation where it was there was not a lot of thought put into having a live presentation there. So they did have a sound system for us, but it was just sort of sitting out there in the middle of the floor, not in a cabinet, not in a closet. So we were trying to figure out what do we do about this? And there was a woman that I was working with that was sort of the director of this uh, booth. And we came up with the idea of, well, look, Let's just grab one uh, uh, an empty cardboard box, cut it out, the top off, set it down over the, the sound equipment, and then we can get a, a cloth, just a black cloth, set it over the cardboard box, maybe put a potted plant in front of it, it'll be fine, right? So we're going about doing this. We find a box, we need to cut the top off of it. So the woman who's the director asks one of the AV people or setup people, oh, can I borrow a knife or something to cut this box with. And they give her a box cutter knife, one of those razor sharp knives, right? And she picks up the box and she starts to go to cut this, this, this cardboard box, the top of it off. Well, me being the gallant gentleman that I am, you know, said, no, 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 please let me, this is dangerous. You never know, you, you know, please. Let me. She's like, well, I, I can do it, but yeah, okay, I, yeah, I won't hurt his male ego, right? <laughs> I'll let him. I'll let him do it. So I, you know, take the knife, go to cut it, and of course, I slip. I completely laid open the palm of my hand. I mean, the whole thing. Laid it open. Had to go get like 13 stitches uh, to sew it back together. I was able to come back the next day and do the show. But uh, it was a little, it was very Halloween-like. It was uh, Edward Scissorhands, <laughs> almost literally. Sometimes you need to ask, who do voodoo? 
Here is Rick Gerber. What had come to mind? Oh, so with all the traveling, the one thing that you realize is that different cultures view magic differently. So very early on in my career, when I was back in my 20s, I had gone to the Bahamas and we went into a bar and uh, I was doing some magic in the bar and I wasn't really getting much of a response. And I, and I, and I was doing like some really, what I thought were like, you know, things that normally get really good response. And I thought, you know, what is going on here? And so finally I did a thing where I did a spoon bending, where you place a spoon on the palm of your hand and the handle of the spoon starts to curl up and starts to bend. So I, I start doing that and as I'm doing it, I look up and every single person in the bar is getting up and walking out the door. And I had no idea what was going on. And the gentleman that I was with, who is Bohemian, says to me, he says, Reek, don't do no more of the voodoo stuff. No more voodoo. So, and it, it was a, an incredibly valuable lesson. And the lesson I learned was, you know, you have to understand how different cultures are going to view the promotion. And I learned for the rest of the time I was in the Bahamas, I never did any magic. I did tricks and puzzles. They're all magic tricks, but I would not, never walk up to someone and say, you know, hey, would you like to see some magic? I'd always, I would say, I'm going to show you, would you like to see an interesting puzzle? Can I show you, you know, a, a, you know, a, a, you know, something like that? And and people then are receptive. And it's amazing to me, you know, per, a person's mindset. They don't want to see magic because magic could be bad. But if it's just a trick or if it's just a puzzle, that's okay. Sasha Love Higgins is a little worried about the cat people that she finds at a tattoo show. Oh my gosh. Oh wow. Um, yeah, I went to, this wasn't, I wasn't working this show, but I, I went to a, um, a tattoo trade show with my sister. And one of the scariest things were like, the people that were like cat people, you know, they're, I'm sure they're very good people and very nice. And actually one guy seemed very calm and very nice. But when you, when you, when you're walking a corner, you cut in front of a cat person that looks like a cat. That was kind of, that's a lot. I wasn't ready for it, but it was, it was interesting to say the least. <laughs> very. That was perfect. <laughs> it was perfect. <laughs> Sometimes Blood sports turn into blood games with Chef Anton. Well, I had an incident that occurred on a trade show floor that I've, I've learned from greatly where I had a guy that I'm going to shoot a ball out of his mouth while I'm blindfolded. And he was this huge German guy, like 6'8", and his buddy is like even bigger than him. Neither of them spoke a word of English. I didn't realize this when I laid him on the table. So I'm laughing with the audience on how I'm going to do this to the guy he has no idea what i'm gonna do well i blind outside blindfold myself i get it ready to hit the shot and his buddy comes from behind me and you probably people have done this at a pool before where you hit the, the back end of the pool cue and it makes them you know shoot it quick i did that and i drilled the guy i mean drilled him with the pool ball right into his jaw the guy instantly got you know bloodied he got you know fat lip and he jumped and this guy was going to beat the out of me on a trade show because he didn't know he thought that's what i was intending to do and so some guy could speak pig German to him 
to tell him that the other, his buddy did and then they kind of got into a tussle, you know, on the way down the trade show floor. So now whenever I'm doing tricks like that, I, my spatial reasoning, I'm much more aware of where I am and I need a little bit of space. So I don't hit you with my pool cue is the excuse. I don't want to bump you accidentally, but the reality is I don't want to get bumped by them. Dismemberment with Sarah Kineski. One of the craziest things I've done at a trade show is I worked with Scott, Scott Tokar, and I cut him in half in a box. It was an illusion, and that was a lot of fun. I've also been cut in half um, at a trade show in a box, and also I've had my leg cut open. Um, not really, but I had a, a makeup artist come in and put makeup all over my leg, then I walk out and I have a big huge cut on my leg and I actually had somebody in the audience get up and run screaming when they saw the cut on my leg. <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot of other crazy things too, but yeah. <laughs> in a box? It's Laura Harwood. Um, I don't think that I've ever been scared per se, but I think the most surprising um, experiences are always the magic the booths with the magic because people don't usually expect it and so then just to see their faces when they're walking by and then they do a double take and they're like wait did that just happen especially um when we worked together with the illusion because they had no idea at first that someone's even like inside of you know some of these boxes or contraptions and um it's just really funny to see people's face and how shocked they are because usually they're in a rush and they're just looking directly forward and then all of a sudden they see something pop out and they just get spooked or surprised or extremely confused. So yeah, I would definitely say the magic, um, the booths that have magic are always the most like surprising and fun and spooky. Don't be faint of heart. Here's Amy Cosgrove. I have a really good story actually. I was working this tech show in New Orleans and the, the guy I was working for, he was getting up to present. Um, and he's like, I'm really nervous about public speaking. And um, so I was standing by helping him out. Um, and he went up to speak and he fainted and like dropped in front of everyone. And I was the only one with him. You know, I didn't know him well. I was just there, you know, helping him out. Um, and I didn't know what to do. I was like, the worst case scenario literally just happened. He said he was terrified. and. He went down, so um, he ended up being okay. But at that time, I remember having that like, "What do I do?" feeling um, at that time. So, well, when funny. they say when they say you really died in that gig, he oh, really God. did. He yeah, hit it on the head there. So, <laughs> the towering inferno with Steve Malter. Oh, one of the biggest scares that I ever had was watching a booth go up in flames directly in front of me during a presentation. Standing on stage, and while I was talking, we saw a little spark down at the bottom, and next thing we knew, we had the towering inferno. They shut down the whole area, and by the time we came in the next day, it was literally a pile of ashes with yellow tape around it in the middle of the show floor. It almost took out 15 other booths along with it. Spectacular. That's entertainment. Well, I hope you have enjoyed our Halloween special on Face the Event. It's a little different than in the past, and in the next few weeks, you're gonna see us change a few things up. So please, like, subscribe, 
and rate this episode on your favorite uh, podcast player, whether that's uh, Apple or Stitcher or Spotify. But remember, you're always ready, even on Halloween, to face the event. Wait, I can't, I can't get this off. It's...